0: Should the LA Lakers still trade Russell Westbrook? Do the Jets have a franchise quarterback? And Mike White will answer these questions and more. A little bit of a, a mix and match. Uh, lots of thoughts, a sports podcast episode this week. Without further ado, let's get into it. I want to first thank each and every one of you who's watching this video on YouTube or listening on your favorite, favorite podcast platform. I really appreciate the support wherever you're, uh, you know, enjoying Lots of Thoughts, a sports podcast. If you are listening on U- uh, or I'm sorry, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, this is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well. So you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever other apps people use. And if you're listening on audio form, you can watch the YouTube video. Go to youtube.com slash at lots of thoughts sports. You can subscribe to the channel, turn notifications on. We also have other uh, types of content on the channel, nearly daily uploads. We did take a break for the holidays and it's glad I'm glad to be back. It's good to be back for sure. Um, And we're talking about sports. And of course that's what the channel is about, but I'm excited for this time of year. Everything's in a good place. Hockey is, you know, really entering the midpoint of the season. The NFL is, you know, starting to get ready for the playoff picture. Uh, the baseball off season should be heating up pretty soon with the winter meetings around the corner. And then of course you have the NBA with its daily drama and fun storylines. And that's what I want to talk about today to start out. I want to talk about the LA Lakers and they've been playing better as of late. They're still not doing so hot in terms of the playoff picture, right? Um, they are 13th in the Western Conference right now at 7 and 11. But the Western Conference is tight. I'm going to pull it up. I actually don't have the NBA standings up on my other monitor here. But the Western Conference has been tight all year from the first seed down to the you know 12th or 13th seed. So if we look right now, they're five and a half games back out of the first, first seed. It's still early. But that's only two games out of a playing spot. And that's close enough to take a strike. And and it's interesting to see the playoff picture, by the way. You have the Suns in order from the top seat. The Suns, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Clippers. I think those were all expected to be good teams. Then you have the Kings. Then you have the Trailblazers and then the Jazz. Kings and Jazz, two teams that I didn't think would be in it. Um, then you have the Warriors and the Timberwolves. You have right now the Dallas Mavericks on the outside looking in. And then the tanking teams, including the Thunder, Spurs, and Rockets, with the Lakers fit in right there after the Thunder and before the Spurs. The Lakers are not out of it, and they've been playing better as of late. LeBron just had a 39-piece against the Spurs. Anthony Davis had something like 30, what was the stat line, 38-20 and uh, the other day. Russell Westbrook is playing incredibly well since coming off the bench. So the question remains, right? Russell Westbrook was seen as one of the worst contracts coming into this year. And there was an opportunity on the table for the Lakers to trade for uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. If they gave up Russell Westbrook and two picks uh, the 2027 and 2029 first round picks they have, which because of LeBron's retirement are probably going to be decent picks, but I doubt that deals on the table anymore. The Pacers are decent, you know, led by their young stars Uh, I'll say stars. I'm confident in that Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. And, you know, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are accessories to a good young core. And Miles Turner is not old. I believe he's only 25, maybe 26. He's a young player. Let me, let me see. I can Google this off, you know, while, while I'm doing the podcast, wonderful access to this thing called Google. He's 26 years old. He's still within the range of their young core to develop and to improve. And they've gotten, you know, great contributions from guys that weren't expecting to, and and veteran play from guys like Buddy Heald and TJ McConnell. That's really, you know, accentuated their young talent. I don't think that pacers deal is still on the table, but Russell Westbrook's value has significantly increased. He's playing much better as a sixth man. He's his efficiency is way up. And he's what you could see he was way more comfortable being the first option, which he's not. You know when when the starters are on the floor, when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the floor, and you know it's always been a thing when you bring stars together, you have to bring stars that complement one one another together. We had a situation in Brooklyn, right? James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant—they complemented each other well because Kyrie Irving and James, uh, sorry, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant getting the ball off the you know off of a pass from james harden can make something happen james harden was a facilitator in an offense with two incredible scorers alongside of him and then except you know accessory pieces that included blake griffin and jeff green and joe harris that played well that team had three stars that fit well and the lakers when they assembled this big three i don't know that that was the case i don't know that uh you know, two alphas in LeBron James and, and Russell Westbrook really fit all too well together alongside Anthony Davis. And then there's a the whole shooting element that we could talk about and spacing on the floor. Let me go back to what I was originally saying. The question remains whether Russell Westbrook should be traded or not. Should they look for a, a deal for Russell Westbrook now that his value is a little bit higher? I could very well argue that this is the time to trade him, right? He's got a decent amount of value. And in this sixth man role, he's bought in much like Carmelo Anthony, with the Blazers, right? Carmelo Anthony didn't want to come off the bench for the Rockets or the Thunder. They really ended his career, a lot of people thought. And then he gets signed with the Blazers, gets a chance, comes off the bench and becomes a scoring spark for them that he, they really needed and that, you know, he he really fit in. Russell Westbrook's, you know, done that in a similar vein. He's come off the bench, provided scoring when they need to. And the Lakers, you know, their depth isn't great. They've got a top-heavy roster, right? So a lot of a lot of times Austin Reeves is starting. Sometimes Lonnie Walker is starting. Patrick Beverly. Dennis Schroeder has been starting since he's been back. And, you know, the front court's fairly deep, but the guard rotation's not too deep. So you move Russell Westbrook to the bench, and you have guys that aren't the best necessarily starting. But what it allows you to do is have scoring off the bench for when Russell Westbrook's playing with guys like Kendrick Nunn, Wenyan Gabriel and, and uh, Lonnie Walker, I already mentioned, Matt Ryan, Juan Descano Anderson, Damian Jones, Tory Brown Jr. He's able to get the offense going, get guys in a place where they need to be to be able to maximize their potential. And I think it works well with them. It's it's much less of staggering the minutes. And I, I always was a proponent of staggering their minutes. But I think bringing him off the bench gets him in a better mindset more than just staggering in the minutes does. Even if it effectively does the same for the overall game composition, the mindset change of being a bench microwave scorer and, and facilitator versus having to fit in as the third star in the starting lineup has really unlocked Russell Westbrook and made his value much higher. He's on an expiring deal. You can make the argument that his value is going to be the highest right now that it's been in a long time and then it will be for the rest of the year. But if I'm the Lakers, I hold on. If there's a trade out there that can net them some valuable pieces to go alongside their big three, like that Miles Turner bloody heel deal, then i do that. But I think, given the fact that LeBron's locked up for a few more years, Anthony Davis is locked up for a few more years, they hold off on trading Russell Westbrook for now. That being said, he is going to leave at the end of the season, and they're going to have cap space. Maybe that cap space is for Kyrie Irving, I don't know. But this is not the last year of the Lakers. This is not, you know, let's sell Russell Westbrook for whatever assets we can get and hope that this year is it for the Lakers. You're seeing a LeBron James that, albeit has slowed down a little bit, is still borderline all-star caliber. You're seeing Anthony Davis play like the MVP candidate that people expected him to be at this point. And at least the last few games he has. And that's exactly what the Lakers were hoping for. The plan was always when they got Anthony Davis, when they traded all these assets, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart and all these picks, was that LeBron James would lead the team early on. Anthony Davis got to kind of be that 1B to LeBron's 1A. And then as LeBron started to slow down, Anthony Davis having that championship pedigree would take over as the alpha in that offense. And it hasn't happened until maybe recently. Anthony Davis is starting to look like Pelicans Anthony Davis, like 2020 bubble Anthony Davis. And that's a great sight for Lakers fans. If they can sneak in, they're dangerous. I mean, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, the star power's there. If they can sneak into the playoffs, that's a great win for them. And so since this year is not a last-ditch effort, if Anthony Davis continues to play well, of course, that's assuming that, I don't think they move Russell Westbrook for the time being. Now into the football what I'm excited to talk about because the Jets might have a franchise quarterback. I'm not going to hit every game this week. Like I have in the past, but one of the ones I wanted to hit was the Jets game and I'll pull it up here. Mike white. If you're unfamiliar with the storyline, Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback at a BYU, they drafted him last year. Second overall, he's been off and on last year, uh, you know, playing part of the year with an injury and then, and then missing some games. Uh, he showed some flashes and he showed some reasons why, you know, maybe he needed some, some more, uh, coaching and whether that's from the actual coaching staff or from a guy that they acquired later on, like Joe Flacco, a veteran quarterback who's been there and done that, who knows, but what we could see now throughout the first part of this year, Zach Wilson was not ready. And I talked about this last week. I did a whole podcast episode. You can go back and listen to it or watch it on YouTube about uh, what teams need a quarterback going into next year. And I I put the Jets on the need a quarterback because I don't believe Zach Wilson is the guy. The offense looked awful up until this point. And then they bring Mike White in. He goes 22 to 28, 315 yards. That's average 11.3 per three touchdowns. He took one sack, quarterback rating of 91.7. Really performed incredibly well. He had the offense humming. He got Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore involved. Um, Garrett Wilson ended up with five receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Elijah Moore, two receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. And I think that's an understated piece of this puzzle because Elijah Moore was a very impactful wide receiver last year in his rookie year. And he came in. He's been flat out awful. And it's because Zach Wilson hasn't been able to get to his second reads. It's not Elijah Moore's fault. Zach Wilson is very much a one read and go kind of guy. If he doesn't have his first read, he's running around, he's playing backyard football and he's hoping for a big player. And that's great in college. It's not great in the pros. You have to be able to go through one, two, three, four reads. Garrett Wilson is not open. You have to be able to go to Elijah Moore. And then you have to be able to go to Corey Davis. And then you have to be able to go to Braxton and So if Garrett Wilson's not open, you have to be able to go to Elijah Moore and then Tyler Conklin. And then whoever's at running back, Brees Hall, Michael Carter's of a Knight, Ty Johnson, doesn't matter. Mike White's able to progress through his reads. He's able to make quick decisions and get the ball out of his hands. And that's what the Jets need. And that's clearly what their offense needed. And And this is not to say that Mike White's the answer because I don't think he is. And this is a segment to the next topic, like a conversation, but he's better than Zach Wilson for now. And he should be the starter going forward, unless he proves that he's not ready for it in some facet. But I think what we're seeing is that Zach Wilson's not the guy he's obviously not because The offense has never looked this good with Zach Wilson at the helm, besides a drive at the end of the Pittsburgh Steelers game. So speaking of teams that need to do quarterbacks, I want to talk about the Packers and Eagles game. Jordan Love looked the best he's looked. I know he only went six for 913, and a lot of that was a big touchdown bomb to, um, to Christian Watson. But he's starting to look more accurate in his slight appearances, and Aaron Rodgers is clearly hurt. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure who the Packers have up next week. I'm going to I'm gonna find that out real quick. I wouldn't be surprised if, oh, the Bears. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they give Rodgers another week. He exited with a quad injury, or an oblique injury. He's still got a messed up hand. They might give him one week to heal, and then the next week's their bye week, and then they come back against the Rams the following week. So if I'm the Packers, I know they desperately need a win. They desperately need to make the playoffs. I think that shit might be sailed. I probably let Aaron Rodgers take a week off, even if he's maybe got a chance to play. I think I see what Jordan loves about it. If Jordan loves sucks, then you're screwed. (laughs) Then you got to bring back Rodgers the following week. And he's got all the leverage in the world uh, to, you know, make major changes to the roster in the off season. But, he clearly looks compromised, and you can see the talent still there. This is not a case of where the arm talent's gone like Russell Wilson in, in Denver or in Seattle, I suppose, um, or Peyton Manning in Denver years ago when they won the Super Bowl. The arm talent's still there. He's clearly playing hurt, and I think that the Packers may move on in the offseason. And this connects back to our previous topic, right? If the Jets are looking for a quarterback, that's a pretty good destination. You have guys like Aaron Rodgers who may be on the way out, guys like Lamar Jackson, who have had contract issues with the Baltimore Ravens, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, who may be supplanted by, you know, a quarterback from the same draft class as Zach Wilson. I think if the Jets are in a market for a quarterback, all three of those guys could be candidates. And you you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson wouldn't be upgrading in every single other area on the field around them if they went to the Jets. The running backs for the Jets are better than the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. The running backs for the Packers are better. Yes. We move on. The wide receivers for the Jets are significantly better than both. I mentioned them earlier. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis is their wide receiver three, and he might be the best wide receiver on the Packers or the, the Baltimore Ravens. You could argue Christian Watson. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll debate you on that, but. Offensive line certainly better from the Jets, and they're getting two big pieces back next year, in um in, uh, Makai Becton and and Elijah Vera Tucker getting George Fant back next week, Max Mitchell's on the way back, big pieces arriving for their offensive line, and it's played well despite being horribly injured, and the defense, man, the defense is one of the best defenses in the NFL, they're ravaging incredible secondary, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, Jordan Whitehead, and um. Oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting their other safety. But that's not really the point. Um, My point is that. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner is their other safety that I couldn't remember. My point is that the Jets could be a hot destination for a quarterback. And if one of those three quarterbacks is on the market, I'd be very excited if the Jets took a look at him. Uh, moving on past the Packers and therefore the Jets. Uh, the Raiders look decent. And it's because of Josh Jacobs. I'm never a fan of overhyping and overpaying running backs. But this game is like one of those games where you point to and you could argue that you should pay him, right? 229 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, along with uh, 74 yards through the air on six catches, really was the motor on their offense. Derek Carr ended up 25-36 for 295 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. He looked all right. Seattle put up some points too. They put up 34 points of their own to the Raiders 40, but it wasn't enough. The running game wasn't good enough to, you know, battle with the Raiders running game and then end up costing them. You know, you had the big run at the end of the, or at overtime at the end of the game that, uh, by Josh Jacobs that won them the game. And as much as I think you should never overpay running backs, you should never spend a high pick on running backs like the Giants did with, with Saquon Barkley, for example. This is one of those cases where it almost feels the Raiders are gonna, you know, are gonna need to pay Josh Jacobs because they don't have a lot of reliable offense coming from the passing attack, despite having a really good receiver in Devontae Adams. Maybe it's coaching, maybe it's Carr. I don't know. But the Raiders look good against a team that I think is is pretty good in Seattle Seahawks and is probably a playoff team. So we'll see if that trend continues for the rest of the season um let me see if there's any other nfl games i wanted to get to i did want to touch on one thing even though it's not really topical the commanders uh, unleashed a, uh, a st- quote-unquote statue if you will to honor sean taylor and i encourage you to go look this up if you're not familiar it's it's essentially just a mannequin with his jersey on it and soccer cleats it's not even nfl cleats i just gotta say i really hope that organization sells dan snyder was considering selling I don't care who's involved. Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Durant, Jeff Bezos. For Commanders fans, and I know a few of them, I really hope they sell. Because Dan Snyder is the worst owner in professional sports. Jaguars beating the Ravens was shocking. The Chargers late score and two-point conversion. That was electric, pun intended. Um, Nothing else that I really wanted to talk about with the sleet of games. I'm liking the NFL right now, though. I'm like in the NFL. I'm excited for the playoffs. Like I said, this is a golden time in sports. I'm enjoying, you know, the situation of all four sports. Even if the, the major league baseball situation is just a bunch of rumors, it's still fun to talk about. And I like where sports are at the moment. Well that'll do it for this episode of Lots of Thoughts a Sports Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode. If you want more content from us, you can find us on Instagram at Lots of Thoughts Sports, on Twitter at L O T Sports Pod, on TikTok at Lots of Thoughts Sports, on YouTube at Lots of Thoughts Sports on Facebook, Lots of Thoughts a Sports Podcast. You can also visit our website, lots of There you can access the podcast, the newsletter, the YouTube, uh, the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter. LinkedIn merchandise. There's wonderful merchandise available in the shop. So uh, go ahead and click on that. Lots of thoughts.godaddysites.com. All the links are in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe button down below. If you're listening on a podcast platform, rate us five stars, subscribe and download all the episodes. Tell your friends about the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Have a wonderful rest of your day.